All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Can you see it? Did you The puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice, at arm's length. To the line, Hughes, scores! In this existence, take you to the sun. First career NHL goal, Quinn Hughes makes it 1-0. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, the reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I'm one of the men in Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Oh boy. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you, as always, by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code HockeySeason, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic, 
Com. That is their website. They also have a retail location in Surrey that you can go check them out at. Uh, go get yourself some hockey cards. They are well equipped. They are well stocked. Be sure to go check them out. But if you choose to shop online, you will get free shipping on any order, Canada-wide, over $50. My name is Dave Guadrelli. I am joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. It is a special podcast edition. No cameras oh, yeah. today. When's the last time we just looked at each other while we did a podcast? Uh, I don't like it. It's been a long time. I'm just avoiding you, uh, avoiding eye contact. It's like the first time sure. we uh, did a podcast yeah. together. Yeah, and uh, not a lot of people left in the rink as no, well. Man, it has been a long day. There's no ambient sound. And, and no. yes, it has been a long day. It's like 3.30. We got here at about 9, 9.30. 9.30. Yeah. And I just, I, have you eaten anything? I haven't eaten one thing. No, but I will. I, I was joking down there at the bottom. I said the first calorie I'm taking in today is a beer, for yeah. sure. That's yeah. the first calorie I'm putting in me today. Quick little but, pat uh, on the back for us because we've been busy at Canucks Army and we got a lot of stuff up there. Today. Yeah, great day, obviously for Canucks Army. But uh, how about that? It felt nice. We haven't, we don't hear the intro normally on our no. show because we're normally on YouTube. It was nice to hear the intro again and kind of work off of it because we just got the board here, straight podcast. This is the old times right here. Yeah, it is it's good, and it, it's taking me back because my first training camp that I ever attended as a media member was here in Victoria. It was 2019. Um, first year, I think, for Quinn Hughes that year. He was a rookie coming yep. in. Pedersen talked about it being his second training camp. Um, so we got a lot of things to get to, and honestly, I don't think we're going to be going for an hour here oh, today. God, no, uh, we need I'll to be get surprised home. if we get to 30 minutes, but that's the thing. Like, we're here at training camp. How much was there actually to take away from the stuff on the ice? I don't think there was an absolute ton, right? It's not like... There were four lines to read into. There were some lines, <laughs> and we'll get into the lines that we thought were kind of interesting. That stuff for sure. But uh, I've got a list of things that I kind of want to run through, and then honestly, we're going to be out of here. we uh, we got to go run off and do something. We'll, we'll probably do another one of these tomorrow again, just to kind of keep the content flowing up on the podcast account. And yeah, so that's uh, that's where we're at with this. We're going to bang this out and... We don't even have an outline. You just wrote notes. So give me a give yeah. me your first one. What do you want okay. to talk about? Um, so we'll just get started, I guess, from some of the lines, right? Like that's the big thing we can start with. Can and I, can I start with Tocchet the line? told us not to lead into too many of them. Sure, read yeah, into, go ahead. But yes, he told us not to read into the lines like every – and he even said every NHL coach is going to tell you this. And he's right. Every NHL coach is going to say don't read too much into the lines. But sure. here we are. We are going to read into them. Here's, here's one thing, and, and I'll bet you nobody out there can guess what I'm going to bring up first. Not Niels Hoglander on the first line. Mm-hmm. None of that. No. I'm talking Group B, and I'm talking about Archdeep Baines getting a chance to <laughs> It's play. funny that you're like, nobody's going to bring this up. It's the first thing on my list is Archdeep <laughs> Baines getting an opportunity with Pia Suter hey. and Connor Garland. Let's go into that, yeah. That line, Baines, Suter, Garland, that is an NHL bottom six line. Like, like Suter and Garland are going to be in the NHL club's mm-hmm. bottom six. Probably your third line. So Archdeep Baines, after a huge year of development last year, where this this was a guy that was like not being used all that much in Abbotsford to start last year. Think about where he was he's being come. healthy scratch to start the season. Exactly. Right? Like that's that's a big jump that he's come through. And past now season. he's in the conversation. Like, I don't know, we we didn't talk about him too much as being a guy that could surprise us at camp, but he's mm-hmm. being given an opportunity to show, hey, like if you can play that two way game, why can't you play in an NHL bottom six? I found it pretty interesting and we spoke to Rick Tockett after the second skate uh today, and one of the things he brought up was like, Hey, there's a lot of guys that yeah, he made two trips out to Abbotsford, he told us, but he brought up Jeremy Calton multiple times and yeah. when Rick Tocca was speaking today. And I think a lot of that reason why we saw Archie Baines on that line is it's simple. Coaches love what this kid does. Coaches love the way that Archie Baines plays. And you brought it up. Like, you're looking for a bottom six winger. 
I know that Baines probably still has some development to do. Sure. Like he's got to add a step. He's got to get these things. He's just got to look like an NHLer. And I thought today, like when he's in the drills with these players, that's the thing that I like about Baines so much is he's got such a good, well-rounded game that, yeah, there's certain drills where maybe his shot doesn't look like Brock Besser's or his speed down the wing doesn't look like Brock Besser's because Besser was flying today. We'll get to him in a yes. little bit. But R.C. Baines is at least going to be able to do everything that you need of like a professional level hockey player. Does his skill need to grow for him to be an everyday NHLer? Absolutely. Sure. Like, but you're getting a pro. You're getting exactly, an absolute exactly. pro, and coaches love the way that this guy interacts with other players, is at practice, is in games. I, I just think that that's a big reason, and I think a lot of it is coming from Jeremy Carlton's word of mouth towards Rick Tockett, and that's why you get to start with R.C. Baines alongside Suter and Garland. Let's put a few things into perspective here, because l- let's be honest. Dakota Joshua, Phil DiGiuseppe, probably still ahead of Baines on the depth chart, Mm -hmm. also probably still ahead of him in line to get an NHL job out of camp. Now, with that being said, did Travis Green and Trent Call, like, ever talk to each other? Like, did we ever hear Travis Green say, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was talking a lot to Trent Call? Like, no, this this level of cohesion that the Canucks organization now has, I, I don't think we've seen it for some time. And that aside... The fact that Arshdeep Baines was on that line today, I just look at it as a guy who, you know, was asked to speak at the development camp, is somebody that this organization clearly really likes, and just, you, honestly, just putting into perspective the growth and development we've seen from this young player mm. in a year, this is why you invest in your development. Like, right. this is why you invest in your development staff, because, yeah, sure, his, his ceiling's probably as an NHL bottom six forward, sure. but... You need those. Like, like you still need those. And, look, and to find for free is huge. To, to find, find for, free, for free, to get the local kid to come out of the WHL and sign with you, no draft pick needed. Like, you could look at Archie Baines. He, there's a reason why he keeps coming in a top 10 prospect for us, right? 22 years old. He's come a long way since he jumped into the AHL. And, yeah, yeah I think it's a great opportunity. But that's the other, the, the other angle there is, like, the local kid getting an opportunity on day one of training camp. I think one thing that we should watch from tomorrow is, like, who's he with – on the second day at camp, right? Because yeah. Rick talked, another thing he talked about today was like his pairs. He likes to go with the pairs uh, and then kind of put a third guy in on that line. And, and I asked our sheep Ains about this. I asked him like, what are, are you trying to tra- change your game at all or just kind of be what you are on that line? Because this is, this opportunity here, like let's not get the, let's not, you know, jo- like mess around with this. These are the best two line mates our sheep Ains has ever played with in his entire life. I know it's just a training camp skate, but it's like he has never had an opportunity to play with players at such a high level of just how they receive passes, how they make passes, skate up the ice, these type of things. So I, I think it's a good learning experience, even if it is just day one of training camp and somewhat of a you know pretty short practice as well. They got a couple of different ice skates, but it's not like they were – full on for straight two hours straight, you know, bagging these guys and forcing them to go through so much. I just think the opportunity is something that he earned from what he did last year. And it's a great situation to put him in on day one of camp. And I think it's almost, you know, how often do you talk about it with certain prospects quads, like giving them the carrot a little bit. Yeah. Right. If anybody is deserving of the carrot, it's gotta be Archie Baines. And I think you saw that today at day one of camp and he fit right in, right? Like there was a lot of drills where it wasn't him like losing possession and screwing up the, the fluidity of the players moving yes. through these drills. He never screwed any of that. He Which fit is right kind of how you usually see the junior players, totally. the AHL players kind of stick out like for the wrong reasons is, oh, well, he just got yelled at by the coach because he didn't know how to do this drill yeah. or he couldn't do it. So, okay, next topic here. Um, and we can dive into flex? this as much as we know. Not stick flex. You're going to have a big story up on Canucks Armour. We all know Ilya Mikheyev not being here. He was on the roster that they tweeted out this morning. 
Alvin we said told, he was going to be here. Yeah, Alvin, Alvin told us he was going to be here yesterday that he was going to be here. We saw even today tweeted out the the groups when the Canucks tweeted out the groups this morning. Yeah, Ilya Mikheyev is there in Group C. Obviously, didn't see him. Group C skated off site from what I heard, um, so they weren't here. We thought they were going to get them skating in the background here as we did the podcast, but they skated off site. Um, and Ilya Mikheyev wasn't a part. Went home for personal reasons. Uh, I know that some tweets have come out. Uh, I think Matt Sakaris had one talking yeah, about yeah. with Dan Milstein. It's going to be a couple days. When we followed up with Rick Talkett today just down there in media, he said he might be back tomorrow, the next day, whatever totally. it may type of be. So we don't really know, and we're not going to be able to speculate too much here as well because, honestly, we just don't know exactly what's going on. But we've heard the Canucks talk about personal reasons in the past and not know what's up. So Sent back I, to I, Vancouver, I think, to be clear. Too. Yeah, it's fine to have a little bit of a, a question about what's going on here, especially a guy who we weren't sure if he'd be fully healthy for camp. Sure. But at the same time, you got to listen. This is the statement Look, that they've put out, and we have to leave it at that. He has left camp for personal reasons. And that's the thing is is we talked about what players need to do at the start of the year. Usually we're talking about in the context of captain skates with, like, visas, and you have to go here, you have to go do that, all that sort of stuff. Like, you know, it could be any number of things with Yuri totally. McCabe, and we don't know what it is. Let's respect the situation. It's going to be Who a couple knows? Days. It's like he's a family man. I don't, we don't know if, like, his wife's having a baby and or something's going to on at home. There's enough from yeah. what we just saw. So totally. let's let's drop the McCabe stuff and start okay. talking about Well, we had flex. to touch on it. Sorry. Sure, sure. Sorry. No, 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 no. I, I'm not mad at you. Uh, you talked to Elias Patterson about stick flex. That's right. So Elias Patterson does his scrum, and then I pull him aside and just chat with him one-on-one. This is a story I did with him last year. Actually, I don't even know if I did a story. I just talked to him in Edmonton about his stick flex because mm. um, he changed his stick flex last year, and a lot was made of it. And the reason he changed it last year was because he got stronger, so he went up in flex, making it stiffer. But he felt like just with how strong he had gotten that he was pushing through the flex was the um, the verbiage that he used. Like, he, w- he was shooting through the flex almost he was pushing down on his shaft and it was got to be a better way to say that but he was pushing down on the shaft of his stick and it was just like he was pushing right through it so he went up last year to 87 then he went up to or excuse me went up from 87 no no yes 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 he went up to 87 last year now he's up from 87 to 95 okay and that and then he even said i might even go might even go up higher and Look, stick flex, a lot goes into it. Um, a, a higher flex helps you win face-offs. I asked him if that was part of it. He said it definitely helps. Kind of joked. He said you wouldn't really know it by looking at my face-off stats last year. But yes, a higher flex does help. So a lot of different reasons a guy would go up. Uh, not so much on the defensive side. Like I kind of talked to him about that. And he just said like, yeah, somewhat. But most of all, it's just getting a good feel for your shot. And being able to you know, go into stick battles, that sort of thing. And it's a story that I'm working on. But like... I talked to Rick Talkett about it. I talked to Carson Soucy about stick flex. Um, yeah, it was it, it, it was really nice to talk to all of Can those you guys. Talk to McDonough. McDonough went really in depth on stick flex. That dude is a total hockey nerd, and I I, I love it. I love would, it. Would there be like? Does anybody love to shoot the puck more than Dane McDonough on this roster? I don't know. I think uh, to quickly clarify, stick flex. The lower the number the harder it is to flex the stick or no opposite other way. So it's, it's really whippy, right? Like if you use like a 60 or, you know, that kind of thing, like a really low flex, it's really whippy. Okay. I forget what it was. What Zidane Chara used, which was like a ridiculous 183. I don't know. Yeah. It's something crazy. But but Carson Soucy, for example, Mm -hmm. bigger guy has, has an extended stick, like super, super long stick. 105 flex and defensemen do it because it really helps you get power behind like slap shots yeah, or even timers, board that kind battles of thing. when you're like pushing two sticks against each other yeah. think about it the one with the firmer flex is going to push a little bit harder yep. than it would with the other one so yep. you don't have as much give right yeah when you don't so have defensemen defensemen definitely use the harder flex yeah um 
Aiden McDonough, 95 is what he well, uses. He's a big boy. And, and he, he's only focused on shooting, but that's what really surprised me was yeah. that Pedersen is also at 95 because McDonough kind of justified his flex by saying, um, yeah, like it's it's I'm mostly focused on shooting as a winger, so mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter about the other stuff, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever you feel most, and a, most comfortable a with. A lot right? of it has to do with, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a lot of it has to do with receiving passes and that type of thing. And that's what I talked about. I don't want to give away the whole story, but I spoke, no, it's with, coming out tomorrow. spoke with Talkit about it too. And he was just like, yeah, like you can see when a guy's using the wrong stick. And, and another thing, Talkit said, I think there's some guys on our team who are using the wrong size stick. Hmm. Didn't name names, but that's what he told me. He said, Damn. I think there's some guys using the wrong size. Well, you spoke about Patterson a little bit there. The other thing that was interesting from our media availability is, and I think a lot of people could have expected this, but he said he's added a decent amount of weight to as well. And you yes. you could tell. He I, he just look, kind of looked locked in throughout practice. It was funny. When, when the question was asked, I was like, I wonder if somebody's going to ask him for the number, right? Like, you know, like mm-hmm. how much fun he had uh, in his, like, I wouldn't call it fun, I guess, the stuff that he had early on in his career dealing with people asking about his weight. But to transition from that, we did bring it up quickly. Uh, Niels Huglander playing on that top line with Elias Pettersson and Andre Kuzmenko in the first skate. What do you read from there? As we, we talked about it earlier. Listen, Rick Talkett's going to like his pairs. Mm-hmm. We don't know. I don't think Huglander is the pair there with Pettersson. I think it's more about Kuzmenko and Pettersson being the pair. But for day one, Huglander get that opportunity. I think that says a lot um, about what the coach can think about his potential and how he could bring it to the lineup. Because Huglander could have very easily been on a line with Atu Ratu yep. and Jack Stadnika, but no, he's out there with Kuzmenko and Patterson on day one. I think it means something. I pointed this out in the, I think it was recap, I did Milbeck. there was a lot at Canucks Army today, but oh, I pointed man, out yeah. somewhere where I wrote today that if Huglander comes up, he, he's going to be on a scoring line, right? Like with Elias Patterson and Andre Kuzmenko. Like you're probably not going to call up Huglander to be a third line or fourth line guy. Like mm-hmm. probably probably not, right? And I shouldn't say called up because he's probably going to make the roster just with waivers and all that sort of stuff, but he might be a healthy scratch a lot. Um, I'm really curious where he kind of fits in, but the thing that I want people to keep in mind was, yes, it's a scoring line because it's Elias Patterson and Andre Kuzmenko, but we are expecting that line to get a lot of matchups this year. Right. So regardless of line. And and that's what I more so look at is, okay, that's going to be a matchup line for the Canucks in all likelihood. And regardless of where he plays, Niels Huglander is going to have to shore up the two-way game. And, And hey, he was so strong on the walls today, Chris. I'm not sure if you noticed that. He was so strong on the walls. His D zone positioning was good. And that's another thing that this team focused on a lot today on the first day of camp was... Their D zone positioning is kind of those fundamentals that you don't really see on the first day of camp. And, and, I, and we spoke to JT Miller about that. He kind of talked about, yeah, like there was a lot of education going on. Mm-hmm. And he also talked about how, hey, guys are ready. Like nobody nobody came in and was shocked or, or said, oh my gosh, like we're out of shape or anything. Like they did their skating test yeah. at UBC last week. A couple days ago, They yeah. didn't do it on the first day of camp. And, and JT said like, Everybody was here early. Everybody knew what was coming. And they're like, as much as they have been in any recent years, as long as we've covered the team, this was the most ready to go they've looked at the first day of camp. Yeah, a lot of prepared bodies here, you could say, right? And I think they all came in, and, and it was talked about by a few of the different players of this doesn't really feel like day one of training camp because they've been able to get out and do some skates and have these things that are run by the captains and all these type of different ways to kind of ramp up into the season. And, man, like they, they play a preseason game on Sunday night, right? Like today we're on Thursday here. They're playing on Sunday night just ahead of us here. So um, it, it's 
it's going to be I think the I think we're gonna see it ramp up throughout the days here. I think day one was about this is how we want to go. And there was there was one drill specifically that I liked where um, players had to dump the puck in and it was a five versus five unit, but the team that was defending had to skate out past to center ice and then run back and kind of start defending. So the two defensemen would go up against the three forwards, waiting for their other three forwards to touch center, come back and get involved in the play and support you. And that felt like it was a a spot where the team that was defending had to learn how to break out. And that was kind of the goal of it. It wasn't yes. about having a five-on-two and trying to score a goal. It felt like it was a breakout is what they were looking for. And, man, that's something we Do you know what it was to about? see the Canucks work on. And, and I'm not, you were absolutely right, but you know what it's really about, Chris? Mm-hmm. Is moving north-south in a hurry. Right. So don't turn. Do not go east-west. Don't make moves in the neutral zone. Get, get, get in deep quick. Yes. And get the puck out without having to just flip it twenty feet in the air, which we actually saw as a strategy for this team last year. Like make a smart breakout and get out of your zone and mm-hmm. get up to the other side of the ice. That's what this team was focusing on. Um, and hey, you talked about guys who looked good and were clearly in shape. Brock Besser. We oh. have to. We have to talk about Brock Besser. You posted the clip. People are going nuts. That back check on Quinn Hughes. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Um, I, have you seen I, well, Brock? Remember, so remember what well? I said when I wanted to show you didn't see that clip until I showed you down yeah. there, and I said, "Oh, like you know, Hughes wasn't going." People at full are making speed. such a big deal That's of it. A, that I kind told of him thing. I was like, "People are going nuts about this." Like Hughes obviously wasn't going at full speed. Then we both like went back and watched the clip, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like Hughes was like he was skating hard, and Brock really gained on him. Really Brock's fast. stride looks different. Mm. Like it looks. It, and hey, we know he worked uh, with a different trainer yep. this offseason. No, the beauty league this year. That's a that big thing. was the. Fastest, I think I have ever seen Brock Besser skate, and his shot was accurate. I know it's just drills, but uh, you know it does help when you're, you know, when you're hitting posting in instead of missing the net or posting out. Yeah, it's just a little little thing for your confidence that kind of helps you, right? Like if you're posting in everything that you're shooting, that's going to help you a little bit and make you feel a little bit better about what you're doing with your shot. I thought Brock moved extremely well. It wasn't just in those drills that I was showcasing where it was kind of a breakaway and you had to catch the next guy. But it was just about little 
steps in the corner. And I think that's what a lot of people who don't have the highest of expectations for Brock Besser need to see from him is, you know, you see this all the time. People, oh, he's too soft in the corners. He's not good on the boards. I, I think he's very aware of where he needs to improve on his game, and it'll be interesting to see how that evolves throughout the preseason here. How does he look in board battles? How does he look when he's chasing down a puck and needs to forecheck, right? Uh, we know that when he's on, his shot is deadly. What's his shot look like this year after a different offseason of training? Like, what other, you know, what parts of his body did he kind of try to work on muscle-wise that have to make improvements on? Mm-hmm. With a different trainer, you're obviously getting a completely different plan um, these type of things. So I thought day one was a very good showing for him anyways, and you hope that he can build on it from here. They're shutting the lights off. Yeah, on literally us. shutting We're the li- lights the off. The lights of the arena are going off. We're the last ones in the building. Uh, well, no, PJ's over there, and so is Thomas Drantz, but we... Uh we need to get moving. We're uh, we're literally getting dri- yeah. What I'm out going here. to do actually is I'm going to include um, the Christian Wallanen conversation that I ha- that we had. I think it was either one, I don't know if it was a one on one or a two on one. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to include that in this episode anyways because sure. I love talking to Wallanen and, and he was interesting too watching him uh, get an opportunity and he's he's a guy who's going to be battling for a spot right. Like I really think that he's my pick as the third pairing left shot defenseman on opening night. And I thought he had some really interesting quotes about it. I think he's one of the best talkers on this team as well, which is kind of why I want to include the interview here in the episode, and we definitely will do that. Um, a couple quick things here. Quinn Hughes and Noah Juleson partnered up together. Yeah. Your thoughts there on day one? Uh, I don't know. Like, they, they had options. Could have mm-hmm. been Carson Soucy. It could have been Ian Cole. Could yeah. have It could have been Phil Peronick, but yeah. it was Noah Juleson. Yes, it was. Who I know that uh, Jesse, our, our regular listener and commenter in the YouTube channel, he, he's been calling he's for pushing, Juleson. Pushing for Juleson. Yeah, we don't have the chat open right now, but I know Jesse would be going off right now if we had the YouTube chat. Uh, Noah Juleson with Quinn Hughes. Your thoughts? I don't know. Like, how much... Okay, because I kind of put into perspective the don't read into these lines, the the, the thing we hear from every coach ever. Mm-hmm. I think that's one that I'm not reading too much into, aside from, aside from... Like, I, I really don't think Noah Jolson's going to be in the opening night lineup. Okay. Like, I think he might make the team, maybe, but he has to be among the top people who can come in and play with Hughes if if whoever Hughes' regular partner is mm-hmm. goes down. I, I read more into the Hironic and Ian Cole pairing. I, I read into Rick Tockett saying that he like he told us yesterday he doesn't really need to go lefty righty. Yeah. But today when he was talking about it, he said with Hughes it's a little bit difficult yes. to go lefty lefty. Yeah. So I did find that a little bit interesting. Uh, at least yeah. some of the comments that we heard today yeah. that maybe the way that Hughes plays, you don't want a lefty with him. And I think that's a lot of how much is he carrying the puck? Yeah. How much is he bringing the puck up the left side? If you have a lefty there, you have to kind of think that Hughes's only move is really kind of backwards and to the left instead yeah. of having the whole right side of the ice. Like you don't want to make it on a backhand pass or have to deal with getting through skates. I, I found that really interesting that Rick, Rick Taka was going to tell us that, yeah, like he told us two days ago or he told us yesterday at the press conference down at uh, Park Casino, like no problem with lefty-righty. But today he says a little bit different with, with Quinn Hughes. Hughes. I'm not sure if that's going to work lefty-lefty. And man, how many, pe- how many of us though have penciled in Ian Cole or Carson Soucy. So to see Noah Juleson was a little bit of a shocker until we heard from Rick Talkett after, but it's like, who else is going to do it? Yeah, is it Philip right. Peronick? Yeah. Is it Jet Wu? Right? Like, which right shot defenseman totally. is going to go up there? Noah Juleson kind of feels like the answer because I don't think they're going to want to split up Philip Peronick. Yeah, off maybe that I'm wrong and I should be reading into it a lot more because, hey, like, Tyler Myers could have been in there, but he was with Guillaume Brisebois. Mm hmm. How much do you read into that? No, I know. Exactly. We'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we're going to leave it with a Christian Wallanen interview that we did uh, down there, which I listen, I, 
I dealt with him a lot out in the in the AHL. It was great to kind of catch up with him here and and ask him like a few things about how different it was coming into this camp than the previous one. Because remember, he was only here last year. He also went down to the AHL and won AHL Defenseman of the Year. So I think that there's a lot for him to a lot for him on the table to take right at this training camp, mm-hmm. specifically preseason. I really think he's a player who's going to get a lot of opportunities. Uh, I'm curious to see how long it takes until we see him on a pairing with Tyler Myers, because I think that's what our third pair, that's what the third pairing is going to end up looking like. Guillaume Breezeball is in the mix. I I know a lot of people want to put Hirose there. Uh, A lot of people would like to see Jack Rathbone there, but really Guillaume, it's steady. I really think Guillaume Breezeball and Christian Willander are the guys who are actually battling here. Steady Breezer, man. For that third pairing spot. He looked good. He looked good last year. And he was so steady. Like he's steady. That's that's what Guillaume was. Was there any player that you wanted to see a little bit more from today? Any any kind of fumbles too much? Uh, Just anything that you might have said, taken away and said, I didn't really like that? (sighs) I hate to pick on him. Atu Ratu. Really? I really didn't notice him much today. After after such a strong young stars, and Mm. that's the context that I want to present that in. I just I I thought I, I thought and he was on a line with know. Jack Studnika and Sheldon Dries yes. today. Yes, uh, on the wing, not the interesting center. thing was he was playing center. No, he wasn't. Aturatu was, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Okay, Aturatu was, was playing. No, Dries, yeah. Dries was playing the wing, which I think, you know, Dries played center in the NHL last year. So the fact that they're keeping Ratu at center, yeah, like, okay. this needs to be, everybody in the organization needs to be very aware of, like, don't ever give <laughs> Ratu even a sniff of the wing. Yeah, he is he not needs a to winger. Be a center. Yes. Ever, ever, ever okay, play him on okay, the wing. Okay, my my apologies. I actually see. Did I don't think want you starting wing. these drama rooms <laughs> here. You're the one starting putting Ratu on the wing. No, I don't yeah, think so. No, not gonna happen. Um, so you thought Ratu? You didn't really know as much of him today. Yeah. How about you? I thought Vasily Pod Colson screwed up a lot of, like screwed up controlling the puck in a lot of drills. Yeah. Um, a lot of the ones that I talked about where the three forwards went out to center. You could see it. The cycles going. He's with JT Miller and Brock Besser. Just didn't look, you know, maybe that's rust, right? A lot of that is sure. rust. And, and I know I was, you know, people were getting mad at me for ripping on Klimovich and saying that I was rust at, uh, at the the Young Stars tournament. I just think that, yeah, maybe some players have a little bit of rust. I just don't expect them to. Yeah. I know Vasily Podkolz has been in Vancouver. I know he's been skating five days a week, right? So Yeah, totally, totally. I, I think to see something like that, you're like, is it rust or is it nerves? Nerves, yeah. it could be, right? Like, give him that. I just didn't think he had a better first day of camp like there were certain players that I didn't like we're not getting blown away here but we're not like being a huge letdown from a player as well totally. it, I'm just saying it's it's something to take away that I didn't think sure. he had a great something to keep an eye day. on I'd say sure more. all right we'll close things out two. here um unless there's anything else you want absolutely not Perfect. let's get out of here and eat some food you bet and hope we I are, didn't get towed yeah 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 we're gonna get to the uh so we'll play the Christian Willanen interview just to kind of wrap it up it's about three minutes long uh and I'll just play it and uh we'll be back tomorrow we'll do another one of these and it might even be shorter because, uh, man, today was a very busy day. So, uh, for my co-host, David Quadrelli, and for myself, who is the producer extraordinaire on this show, as well as uh, probably the better host on this episode, Chris Faber, let's uh, wrap things up for another episode of the Canucks Conversation with a conversation with Christian Molanen. It's a lot of withs. Whatever. <laughs> and it's only Christian. I already asked. No Chris. I guess just uh, expectations this year, how different are they for yourself coming into training camp? Honestly, not much different. Obviously, uh, to have a little bit of success in the, in the, in the minors last year is, is great, but uh, at the end of the day, it's kind of the same story, right? i got to come in and prove myself again and prove that I belong at this level. And, um, you know, that's kind of all I focus on this summer is, is not who's on the team, who's not on the team. It's just what I can control. And uh, I had a great summer. Testing showed that. And now uh, 
the real stuff starts. How much more comfortable do you feel after you know, getting a whole year with the organization and now coming back and just comfortability, how different is it, I guess? It's a bit different. I, I like to think that I'm pretty uh, outgoing, so I usually um, fit in okay with the group of guys, but uh, have some uh, familiarity and know who's around is nice. And then uh, with the new staff, it's kind of like the same story as last year. Right? you gotta you got to get in there a little bit and kind of um, be noticeable, if you will. So um, a bit different, but kind of the same. So. How do you kind of take the accolades that you got last year in the AHL and kind of evolve them to the NHL level? Like, does it help with confidence, or are you kind of just the same guy? Um, obviously, it, it helps a little bit with confidence. Um, but my old man, obviously, I bring him up a lot, and, and him playing. Um, I was pretty proud after the season, and, and kind of the first thing he said to me was, "It's over." And uh, with no disrespect to the American League, it's kind of you did it in the wrong league. So um, try and do it at the next level, and obviously that was the motivation for the summer. So you were just talking with. Did your dad play much with, with Adam Foot? Like uh, they want to stay on the cup together, so that's a pretty cool bond that they share. And then uh, I think he fought Talk like four times and <laughs> lost all four, so Talk owes me something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the. I guess that's the cool part of hockey, right? It's kind of uh, once you're in it and you have that label as an NHLer, which obviously I haven't uh, been able to earn yet. Uh, once you're in it, you're, you're kind of uh, part of the brotherhood for for life. And uh, you know, in my position, that's all you want to do is be a part of that. When you start on noticeability, do you find you need to get noticed in other ways than maybe what? people saw last year like yeah all about the offensive side yeah I think I'm um I mean being a forward my whole life and and kind of being an offensive defenseman um I've been blessed with the ability to make plays with the puck uh generally in my exit meetings and in uh communication with whoever above me it's it's about what I do without the puck so yeah I would I would think that's a good assessment. You know, I gotta, I gotta prove that I can defend. I can, I gotta prove that I can be physical. I gotta prove that, um, as you said, I can stand out in other ways. So that's something that I, I dialed in on this summer. You know, uh, put on some muscle and, and some weight, and you know, might not look like it, but uh, just try to be be more well-rounded. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.